Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Alex, and I'm currently possessing the Data Associate class crystal. Not not really many skills in this one. <laughs> I'm Brendan, and honestly, I'm I'm trying to, you know... Uh, put my hair in a good Final Fantasy position here now that, you know, it's been growing out for months and it's just not happening yet, guys. Sh- should I wear more belts? Is that, is that what's needed to be? To just, be- yes. You just need more spikes on, in your hair. More spikes, more belts. All right. Nothing can go wrong. When in doubt, add a zipper. Um, <laughs> I'm Pippin. And I will very, 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 very reluctantly go on this journey. But I super don't want to. (laughs) Uh, So, and, uh, Kat is currently at a, at a Gatsby party or something. (laughs) Ain't no Gatsby party like a Gatsby party. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so, so Kat isn't here today. Yeah, and we we felt that we, we want that there were plenty of jokes that we wanted to make about about the guy Great Gatsby that needed Cat here to uh, fully uh, direct explore. at what? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, if we're going to talk about Gatsby, I want to talk about the fanfic of Gatsby, and I'd want to talk about it with Cat. Or really, you know, to talk about some random thing, and such as Anne. Uh, Oh, ooh, the cars. Yep, the cars. Yep. Oh, yeah. No. True. Yeah, true. Yep. Too true. Uh, so we're going to keep on looking at that billboard ominously and, uh, soldier on to something else here. Al, what are yeah. we talking about? Uh, today we're talking about Final Fantasy, as we tend to do when Kat isn't here. Come at us. Uh. <laughs> Instead of talking about a specific game, though, we're going to try to build our own. It'll be great. No, really. It'll be great. Nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong at all. Hey, guys, this village is awfully peaceful, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes. So like, peaceful. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the, the factory on the hillside is a little bit ominous, but you know what? It provides jobs to the village. It's true. <laughs> Also, I found these, uh, crystals in the ground. Uh, I don't think they're important. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Though really, we have to be careful. Like, monsters have been on the rise recently. It's a, it's a thing. So, mm. so let's, uh, well, well, first let's just, uh, set some, uh, ground, uh, not truths, but, uh, some background here. Al, do you want to describe Final Fantasy in general? Go on. Oh. Describe Final Fantasy. <laughs> I'm staring at the monitor right now. Read the script I wrote you. <laughs> okay, listen to this. Here's the thing. Pip purposely finds, like, a... a uh, <laughs> the worst descriptions. <laughs> no, it's because I'm lazy and I refuse to look farther. <laughs> and they're short. The description of the series in general, according to Google, is Final Fantasy is a Japanese anthology science fantasy media franchise created by Hironobu Sakaguchi and developed and owned by Square Enix. The franchise centers on a series of fantasy and science fantasy role-playing video games. All true. Which is better than some descriptions we've found of other things. That's, That's true. That is true. At least it isn't like a blatant falsehood. Indeed. And I, I like science fantasy. Which, science so, fantasy a, is a great term. Yeah. Yeah. It really does, because, so, 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 let's just first delve into, like, the setting. If we're gonna try and make a, uh, original fanfic, what? No. Uh, what? <laughs> what? Uh, an original fan game. Well, uh, what we essentially do in Every episode of the <laughs> podcast. Don't let them know. Don't let them know. They might not have figured it out yet. Oh, crap. <laughs> I'm going to have to get like anti-pitchfork spray, aren't I? Thanks, Al. 
Uh, ah, geez. So. Pitchfork, Raccoon, and, Mach- and Machete Chan. Oh my god. <laughs> so, so let, let's like establish some of the, the world here so we can get ourselves nice and snug into this kind of general aesthetic when it comes to like what some might think of as a Final Fantasy game. And I think, I think we, we, we kind of touched on it just now where it's like science fantasy is a melding of science fiction and fantasy all in one go. Cause you get a lot of things out of both camps, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, even in the most uh, fantastical, like just pure fantasy one, ones, they, they tend to still have a, a steampunk uh, levels of, uh, uh-huh. of technology. I always like to think of it as what happens when you have a world that has magic and has managed to keep on developing technology that harnesses said magic rather than just relying on magic. Like, it's like, it's yeah. like almost with Final Fantasy, it's like, unlike, say, like, uh, your high fantasy wizards kind of thing where you just have magic to do everything. And it's like, oh, I can just conjure breakfast, bing, boom, boo. They don't have that. Instead, it's like, no, nah, in this universe, there's magic and it can, like, create fire from nothing. It can create ice from nothing. That kind of thing, which that alone can really propel technology in interesting ways. Like, oh, yeah. that's where you get, like, the steampunk thing pretty quickly, I'd say, because, yeah, if I'm able to create fire from nothing, I want to be making my own hot air balloon really quickly because I want to be flying. What? Yeah. Fair. And also, somehow, mysteriously, guns and swords are equally effective. <laughs> well, one would assume with Listen. magic. <laughs> Listen, someone looked at rock paper scissors, rock paper scissors, and went, "That's inherently unfair." Uh, <laughs> well, like, like you, with, with guns and swords, I mean, you, we, we could explain away some of this in our entry, where like using gravity magic, like on like a belt on your person, it's almost like a personal bullet deflector, right? So, in large or, infantry uh, scenarios, bullets, guns, wait. just fine. But like one-on-one combat, they're kind of useless. Wait, <laughs> no, no. Here's what. Here's my theory. They never actually developed gunpowder. Ah, because mm. why would you because bother? Ha- like, why develop gunpowder when you have fireball? Oh, oh, oh. You, you, you have fire, an explosion. Good, you've you've done an explosion. <laughs> then that's uh, true. I mean, why bother inventing something when you already have it? The guns are at, probably at most a uh, like a uh, high powered uh, airsoft uh, uh, pellets. <laughs> I I have two things to say. Yes, but one, this is gunblade erasure, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> <laughs> While truly only the most skilled users can use a gunblade, Pippin. True. Cypher's right there. That's a lie. Uh, (laughs) And so is Squall. I mean, come on. I didn't want to say it. Uh, Two. Clearly, uh, our... When we build this, our materia sphere system thing, the thing that we equip in this game to get more skills, uh, is clearly going to be belts. (laughs) Of course. <laughs> I don't want to get away from that. <laughs> that has become a growing trend uh with character designs over the years. Although they've they've stepped back from but, that. Yeah, like Final Fantasy fourteen, I mean not many not that many belts. And nor yet in fifteen. They're just wearing reasonable clothes. There's actually a a few uh very like uh, fascinating uh videos talking about uh, Final Fantasy and fashion. <laughs> Yeah, Final no. fashion tea. <laughs> Isn't that ten two? Oh, Pippin. Okay, you are both expelled. I'll finish this episode on my own. All right, <laughs> all right, Pip. Hey, we're we're off the hook. Awesome. <laughs> oh no, woohoo! Alex, you have fun. Uh, I can go make my other dinner plans. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> there, one of them's uh, by Polygon. I'm talking about like like a lot of Final Fantasy games. 
And were like influenced by uh Japanese street fashion. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, like uh especially you can especially see it in uh Final Fantasy Seven because you know Mm-hmm. That 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 that's the one that's the most contemporary with our fashion before like Final Fantasy the uh fourteen or fifteen, I mean. Huh. Interesting. I'll have to I'll have to look at that video. Note to self. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's also these are also worlds where you can legit get away with wearing a pauldron and and a giant ass sword strapped to your back and get onto there's a train and no one no one bats an eye. It's like huh. I blame Final Fantasy for my desire to own a pauldron. <laughs> Sam, Sam. And take note, I said pauldron, not pauldrons. <laughs> they're just one. There's just the one on the well, one shoulder. Only one shoulder needs protection. I mean, come on. No lie. One time I was at a convention and I saw a single pauldron that had like, spikes on it. And I had such a strong desire. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I would look so good with, with that spiked pauldron. Okay, guys, 2021 fashion, single pauldrons. Make it happen. Yeah. I mean, we're getting back out into the world later on this year. We're going to be ready. Y'all, it's the year of Mad Max. Come on. It kind of is. I I feel like we've gotten off track. We have. Let's get back on track here. Let's. (laughs) All right, you guys. What are the things that show up in all Final Fantasy games? Most Final Fantasy games. Crystals. Crystals. Weird memory shit. A dude named Sid. A dude named Shed. Shed. Shed, yes. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, A dude named Sid. Weird level-up systems. Uh, Summons. Uh, Summons. Jobs. Magic. Jobs. (laughs) Not jobs in the the employment sense. Jobs and this this is what you are. Although sometimes that is also jobs in your employment sense. Cough, Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> Cough. <laughs> because being a mercenary is a job. Um, uh, uh, pardon me. Chocobos, Moogles, uh. Love stories. Oh yeah. Love stories. Yeah, actually, you know, uh, just to kind of think about this out loud, like, something to keep in mind as we talk about this more is that in essence, a lot of these stories tend to be a romance story. Weird how like, that happens, huh? Like I've oh, that's true. You are able to uh, basically mark uh, like the quality of a Final Fantasy on the quality of its love story. I'd also venture to say that most modern Final Fantasies are tragedies. Uh, okay, so I have a confession. Uh huh. Yes. I mean, you guys know this, but the audience doesn't. And the audience <laughs> probably doesn't care, but they need to know anyway. I've only played three Final Fantasies. Wow. Oh, I've no. played seven, eight, and nine. Well, and I watched some of ten. And maybe, maybe I'm being a bit strong saying they're tragedies, but they definitely have elements of tragedy in them. They're operas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah actually. It's a play was directly in a six. nine and nine and six, yeah, six, six and nine. There we go. Oh, 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 oh. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Hey, uh, these are like operas. These are epics. They borrow the, those tropes. So all I'm th- saying is, a- as we talk about this more, think about a potentially doomed romance, just due to the vicissitudes of fate. <laughs> But so, but also beautiful, and it's in a, oh yeah. but beautiful, also beautiful, and and it's tragedy, and the power, the power of their love of is able, it's somehow able to who uh, Romeo and Juliet, but make it Final Fantasy. Keep that in mind; it could happen. Yeah, <laughs> I I've already won the episode. Good job, me. Way to go! No, well, cool, because that's a le- legit way to do it. Just take Romeo and Juliet, and <laughs> I mean, I think I saw better an anime people like that. have. I think I saw an anime like that once. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And we also need Moogles and Chocobo. What was that? And, and, uh, and airships. And airships, yeah. Ah, uh, love the airships. I have a question. Y'all have played more Final Fantasy than uh, I have. Is it always a dude main protagonist? 
No. No. Which one had a girl? Thirteen, uh, arguably. Uh, six. No, Tara. I like, uh, fair enough. Uh, one could say twelve as well. Yeah, yeah. Because Van is shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, is Van the one who looked like he had diseased abs? Yes. Yeah, fish ribs. <laughs> oh, fish ribs. And twelve rib. had Fran and Balthier. 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 The main characters. And, and there we go. Everything I know about Final Fantasy twelve. Uh, Way to go. You can also find, it's Final Fantasy Tell, 12, uh, being made a- around the same time, uh, like, the, some of the pre-equals were, fin- were finishing their run. And so they had Star Wars on the mind, and, and Balfour and Fran, and, or Han Solo, and a hot, and a hot Chewie. Oh, my <laughs> king, Chewie's already hot. Yeah, Chewie's, <laughs> Chewie's got it. <laughs> so. Anyways, yeah. Alright. All right. Wow, okay. So, so. <laughs> So I'm trying to think here. You know, we, we have a number of these uh, elements to play with. We want to tell an epic story with uh, a science fiction and fantasy elements in it. Are we? We also need rivalry. And a rivalry. Good Romeo point. and Juliet, you guys. Yes, we can yes. draw elements from it. How about that? Um, Juliet doesn't remember who she is. She just knows that uh, she loves this man who cannot. Or maybe uh, no, one of them doesn't remember. Uh, but knows that there is a reason they can't be together. Well, well, okay. Um, before we get into character stuff, what is the world? It's all character stuff. Okay. But what is the world <laughs> that we're doing here? Is all I'm getting at here. Before you jump in again, so like, are we talking kind of like the old style, a bit more fantasy steampunkish? Are we talking more semi modern, futuristic, but with all the magic elements? Are we putting fantasy in our science fiction or science fiction into our fantasy? Yeah, how do we want this Reese's peanut butter cup of setting? Uh, because both both work. Both work. I, I gotta admit, because Final Fantasy IX was my first, I lean towards more towards the fantasy side. And I lean a bit more towards the science fiction side. So, Pippin. Oh, man. I'm the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker. Um, the kingmaker. What do you do? Well, well <laughs> the bell, old stower. Although wow. we could also completely change our minds on a whim here if the story, as we develop it, lends it towards that. Indeed. Well, my own personal aesthetic tends towards fantasy. Uh, for this, I'm going to say science fiction just to, uh, separate it a bit more from the original Romeo and Juliet because I'm not letting that go. Oh, uh, mm. good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, next step here. Uh, do we want a male re- a, or female, uh, protagonist or viewpoint character? Cause it tends to be on like an ensemble cast. So everybody's going to get yeah. story moments, but like, who do we Guess follow? Guess what I think. What? I think it should be a female protagonist. What? I know. It's so unlike me. And I will also I'll put my hat for a female protagonist because I mean, while Lightning did a several puzzle job. Uh, we, also, want, we want our protagonist to be likable. <laughs> she, there were some problems with Lightning's writing. There's a lot of problems with Final Fantasy XIII's writing. Yep. <laughs> Final Fantasy Thirteen is the one of the only Final Fantasy games that I just could never bring myself to finishing. And it has two more parts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to go and play 15. <laughs> uh, I'm trusting someone will let me know when there's a Final Fantasy I should play again. Yeah. Uh, we'll as I badly don't listen to you guys when you tell me to play 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but 10 is genuinely sad. Oh. Uh, is it on the Switch? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Is yeah. it? Yeah. 10 and 10 too. <laughs> yeah. And 12. Um. You guys keep playing. Don't mind me. <laughs> you keep talking. Don't mind me. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit, I need to plug in my Switch. Not that I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I want to play again. All right. Um, so, so here's where I'm at right now. I like the idea of the, the character. It, it may sound kind of like a trope, but, you know, having uh, having no memory of her own past. Yeah. Well, because Final Fantasy messes around with memories. It's a thing that they do. I'm also... Yeah. 
thinking about like waking up like or starting the story like on like a bus stop or something air car stop whatever airbus that kind of thing Final Fantasy seven and and opened up on a, on a train. Final Fantasy not and open uh, and uh, on an airship. Final Fantasy fifteen open and and in a car. And they, the thing is, I don't want to have it like revealed right away that like our main character is an amnesiac. She's just like, you know, she has like a card that says go to work. And if you do a replay later, like you kind of see like all the social encounters that happen along the way, or like. People being friendly to a stranger kind of social interaction rather than any kind of familiarity. Like, oh, hey, it's you. <laughs> or always good to see a new face around here but, or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, the, I'm the spitball in here brainstorming. Uh, um, uh, you the uh, mechanic they, they sent or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Oh, is she a mechanic now that we're just talking about it? <laughs> you what? Yes, because... This, this way, when she starts figuring out her past, she learns that her dad is a Sid. Oh, <gasps> snap. It, it's possible that it's not that she's like a recent amnesiac. It might be that she just doesn't remember her childhood. Oh. Like, so when her her father is Sid, it's not her biological father. It's the person who took her in uh, after whatever happened that made her lose her memories. Oh. Uh, does, does adoptive father Sid, did he tell her that she was adopted or is is that a a reveal point later on in the story when we have our character doubting her own identity and all that? Let's be real here with Sid's. They're great folk and they love you with all their heart, but also they can also be shit at parents. (laughs) I I think she knows he's not her real dad because I don't think you can hide that. In my head, it, whatever happens, happens late enough where it's obvious that she did not spend her childhood with this person. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, no, I'm really your, I'm really your dad. There are literally no photos of me as a child. Well, the, I mean, the, the secret, <laughs> the secret that Sid's keeping is the details, like the, the, the detailed information surrounding the quote unquote adoption in the first place. Cause like, Oh, here, here's an idea. We're yeah. going to steal what happened to the Romanoffs here. She's like, <laughs> not like the rest of her family was all freaking killed by like the rival, uh, uh, house or something. But she was like very young and whisked away by, uh, maybe even Sid here, who was like a loyal, uh, advisor to the king or duke or whatever royal uh title we want to play with here and so that is the details of the adoption there wait so like rescue so not only is she is a protagonist but she's also the secret princess yeah is that another final fantasy thing that happens sometimes al i i i know bren i mean and there's final fantasy nine there's a I <laughs> uh, think uh, um five. <laughs> yeah, had that a couple of times. <laughs> oh man! And- like five, five. She was both also a secret princess and a secret sister. Ah, <laughs> uh, but uh, as we think about our protagonist here, I'm almost imagining she starts off as like a fusion between like a rogue and. Like the like a Final Fantasy engineer class, so she has like the use ability. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like for uh-huh. early game, she's like very versatile between damage and healing and all this other stuff, like powerful stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, are you thinking of uh of doing a uh of doing early game in one class that and shit if uh, like aim into a separate class? That's what I'm leaning towards, but have it be like narrative driven. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the party balance that can get it kind of confusing. True. Like, but we don't have to do any kind of game design right now. We're talking about story, Al. Story. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Technically, the the game design should come before the story, but that's not how we operate. I mean, really, one influences the other in tremendous and subtle ways, but 
we're gonna just be spitballing here, so we don't have to think about details, right? <laughs> yeah, who needs details? Who tends to be the big bad in Final Fantasies? Oh. Other uh, than the idea of despair. Uh, well, there's dealing with despair and death, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Usually... I just remember that the final boss of Final Fantasy IX is literally death. <laughs> yeah. I'll see. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and in Final Fantasy VIII, it's a, literally a witch from the future. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Who's trying to end the world like you do. Honestly, listen, Ultimacy got a bad rap. <laughs> uh, here's the thing that a lot of the Final Fantasy villains are trying to do. They're they're trying to end everything, but not like because like ooh I am so evil I'm going to destroy everything, but like more more of like ooh I'm so e- evil oh and also oh life and existence is just a, just a uh, constant constant un- unending pain and misery. Let me just sh- turn that that switch off. It's a big bad depression. Can be, yeah. Usually it's like personifications of despair, chaos, hopelessness, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So with that in mind, we have a, uh, a slight nugget of story here from before where Pip, you wanted to have this tie into like a Romeo and Juliet kind of thing. Yeah. So we established that our, our heroine was like whisked away. Like, as a small child away from her own family being wholesale, uh, destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> um, small child, uh, possibly very early teens. Possibly. But, like, definitely repressing all memories of that because, holy crap, pain. Yeah. Mm. I almost think that the, uh... <gasps> young prince or whatever or however you want to uh play with that of the uh rival house was like maybe against all this well yeah because otherwise he wouldn't be sympathetic yeah and was young at the time as well but you had a gasp of realization just now so Uh uh-huh what if okay yeah uh our main character uh in the beginning becomes the big bad because of her own uh, despair and depression regarding what happened. Also, like, magical repression becomes manifest into, like, a world-ending monster kind of thing? Or something. But, you know. And then she gets saved in the end Aww. or whatever. And maybe there is a bigger bad, like, like how suddenly, you know, death popped up at the very end of okay, okay. of Nine well, for no so reason. You're, ac- you're accidentally describing Terra. <laughs> Aha! Am I? Fuck! I didn't play that game. <laughs> well, and no, this this does play into another Final Fantasy trope where, like, uh, we have like world-ending monsters and stuff like that, and our main characters being tied into a prophecy involving said end of the world in one way mm. or another. So, it, it could be that the rival family, maybe they are a family of seers like they have like access to time magic and one of them got so good at it they could actually start seeing into the future and they just see that the fact that the uh fantasy romanoff family here somehow summons a monster that is capable of destroying the world and they're thinking they're doing the right thing but in classic uh greek tragedy style uh, go about it the wrong way when interpreting oracles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never fuck around with prophecies. Never do. So, like, that's a hot tip for me to you. Well, that could be like one of the lessons learned by our uh rival uh love interest character. That like, wait a second, this was a potential of the Romanov family all along. That's true. They knew it. They had been, you know. Uh, basically doing like the, the proper maintenance of that, that bloodline flaw or something like that, yada, yada, yada. But our family wholesale destroying them 
is what ushered in this dark prophecy in the first place. Oops. Also, something in there about free will. <laughs> well, that's where, like, our our love interest character manages to, like, goink the, uh, the heroine out from the the big monster uh, incarnation is through, like, you know, screw prophecy, I've got love on my side, glowing fist of fury, punches the monster, pulls her out. Uh, and also something about how you don't have to be happy to be. Something about how depression isn't all that. How you aren't your depression? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, where do we want the summons to fit it into this? Do we, oh yeah, summons. Do we want them to be the the uh, fantasy equivalent uh, of a nuke? Do we want the uh, um to uh, be rather to be a natural disaster? Or do we want to, uh, them to be uh, like of? Do we want them to be? Oh God, what did you do? What did you do? I'm leaning toward the last one because as I'm thinking about it here, the fantasy Romanov family here was just a family of summoners. And the prophecy is that they summoned, like, the equivalent of Super Mega Satan or something. Ooh, maybe the summons are not personifications, uh, but whatever's of their emotions. Yeah. And that's why uh, she becomes the big bad, because the summon that would be, that comes from the the sadness, consumes her and... And she summons Omega. (laughs) Yeah, oh. And here's the thing, like... Starting off in the story, she has, like, a little animal companion, and that turns um, out to be Google. Carbuncle. <gasps> yeah. yeah! And at the very, very, very end, when, you know, she finds the light in her soul, or whatever, and and comes through the depression, which is always still going to be a part of her. Yeah. Uh, because she can still use that summon afterwards. Uh, <laughs> but at the very, very end, uh, when she comes through, it, she summons either Bahamut or Alexander. I don't know which. Uh, Bahamut. That that would be classic Final Fantasy. I just still really like the image from Final Fantasy IX. That's true. Even though it didn't fucking work. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> angel wings of Alexander is a nice little uh, motif. The city that is its own protector. It's like, just nice. That's true. But Bahamut is, you know. It's classic. Classic yeah. Final Fantasy. And, you know, it's not like having like, oh, I'm a dainty angel inside. It's like, no, I'm a freaking dragon. <laughs> That's like when she embraces her own power that maybe she was afraid of when she learned that, you know, the fantasy Romanoffs or whatever have, like, crazy summoning power. Mm. Yeah. Though also remember that depression doesn't have to have a reason. That's true. <laughs> That's one of the terrible things about it. Woo! I'm liking her as a, as actually like a hidden summoner kind of thing. I really like the summon system, actually. I feel like I'm stealing it from somewhere, but I don't know where. Uh, you're kind of stealing it from 14 a bit. Cause in 14. In my own defense, haven't played 14. In 14, the summons are not, they're not actually a th- things. They are just a collection of magic energy that people's uh belief yeah that the people's belief you know fuels and then manifests and uh, and because there's whole bunch of war and and uh uncertain times things happening and uh those anxieties those fears the uh, anger or uh tend to result in summons that are like, I'm just gonna uh, destroy everything and get all my our revenge on all of you. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's slightly different than what I'm talking about, but I get you. Yeah. Hmm. No, uh, I, I like the summoning as tied to your current emotional state uh, kind of deal. And then we got the fun dungeon uh, where, because of plot reasons, uh, some of her summons don't work. Aw. Like, that's that awful one in nine when you can't use any summons at all because Dagger can't talk. <laughs> because of her trauma and stuff, it made sense narratively. It did. It was still annoying to deal with. Any of her magic didn't work. Oh. That's true. 
I feel like she didn't even have access to her summons at all at that point. Well, no. All of them were uh, taken. Yeah. Yeah, at that point in the story. And also at the start of the game. And she didn't have access to her summons because she just didn't have the mana pool. Yeah, what the hell, Garnet? Jeez. Uh, the point of that is that it is already a, uh, known system in the game to mess around with your abilities because of plot. True. Mm. Alright, alright. So, so we have like two families. Uh, what, the rival family, like, I, I was spitballing there saying that they were like time wizards. And that could have time wizards. I mean, it's a, time mages are, are a class in Final Fantasy. That's true. I'm almost imagining the, uh, the, the young heir that is, you know, trying to investigate what his family did because his family is very quiet about what they did. Um, and, and so maybe like, oh, they can have the meet cute where like, I know she's working a job and he's trying to like break into like one of his own family's holdings to try and like learn some more information. And that's what kicks off the uh, adventure. Ah, and see, I'm just thinking a bit later on the story, he brings her home at some point or <laughs> to some event where his family's at. And he's like, Hey, I, I met this really cool person. Uh, and his entire family's like, cool. And inside going like shit, 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 shit. And that's when they start plotting. Oh, oh, and- oh that's what, that's actually what kicks off, off their grand adventure. Cause they have, uh, suddenly they both have to escape, escape and figure out just what the hell happened. He has to figure out whose side he's on. Yeah, like, so, Sonny, my family's attacking me? <laughs> no, they're attacking me. The, you're, you just happen to be in, in the way. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the line of fire. Oh. Well, something has to happen, uh, with the two of them first to have him, you know, even consider being on her side. Yeah. Uh, before he's on, instead of automatically taking his family's side. Oh, like, because family. Well, they just pull a, Pull a gun on her. <laughs> just pull an Arif, if and like, like an Arif and cut out uh, walking through the stuns kind of deal. Well, maybe they they have their first adventure like Bren described. Yeah. Uh, and later on, there's a a family meetup where his family starts acting weird, and he like clearly already had suspicions if he was poking around their whatever. Oh. It's like, but this just adds. So here's the thing: like him being a nice boy invites the you know, the girl who helped him break into his own family's holdings, um, uh, to to dinner at the the palace because you know they're rich and you know she's been living uh, a modest lifestyle with her uh, adoptive father Sid, and 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 maybe he shared that he's having some you know suspicions about his family. Yeah. And hey, outside observer, yeah, just yeah, can you? make sure I'm not being crazy because I don't want to accuse my own parents of doing shady business. And the ledger that we stole here is kind of bad. Uh, but then like maybe over the course of the fancy dinner party, because I want to have a fancy dinner party scene Fair. Uh, in which violence will break out by the end of it. I, I think the reveal happens that she's actually like able to summon. Like it could be something completely Ooh. benign. Like, it's like, oh, hold on. Let me just, uh, uh, bring, uh, Carby here, uh, Carbuncle here. And just, it poofs into the middle of the room. And the elders of the family know full well just what the hell happened. They've been suppressing this information. And maybe that's something the ledger hints at. The ledger itself is not necessarily bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, maybe there's some passages in it that when you recontextualize make a lot more sense. We can hammer oh, yeah. out that detail. And so that's when the elders of the family are like, hey, uh, guards, uh, kill her. And we have the snap decision of our uh, love interest character going like, wait, wait, shit, what, what, what? Oh, shit, I am responsible for this. And he uses time ma- manipulation magic, whatever, to basically bamf them out of there. And they kind of do like a high tail out of the city, crash at SIDS. It's established that they can't really stay there either because they're sending, like, search uh, squads out now. It's also uh, magic he's not typically able to do. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, cause like, I imagine like he's just like presenting as like a swordsman and then we get this like kind of cool magic swordsman vibe going on, like blinking around and kind of like Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's also a story of both of them coming into their power. Yeah. yeah. So there's also somewhere in the middle of tension about uh, the two of them becoming more powerful than the other. Yeah. Not necessarily than the other, but as you know, uh, sometimes when you're in relationships, when you grow and change, you change away from each other. Uh, and you know, that can be stressful and it can break some relationships and they're stressing about that somewhere in there. Well, here's a question. I mean, mm. we're, we're kind of touching at the emotional core of the movie here or not movie, uh, <laughs> became, remember this is supposed to be. A game. Yeah. 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 But, um, do we want to have this have a happy ending or a sad ending? Or a bittersweet ending. ending. I like happy endings. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know I suggested Romeo and Juliet in the very, very beginning because it's a tragedy and you said tragedy. But I like happy endings. But you want these two crazy kids to to make it in the end? Yeah. And I want, because I've decided that this character has depression, a character with depression to survive. Yeah. Uh, And not necessarily stop having depression because that's not how it works but that there is you know life with depression it doesn't have to be everything okay keeping in mind that metaphor i agree with that okay yeah i'm like i want to have the bittersweet tears at the end but no okay (laughs) yeah and and besides (laughs) i'm just gonna take away everything you love like and besides even and Final Fantasy ten ten did ten two just so oh, the, that they could have that, that happy I mean, ending. Fair. Can we have a death fake out scene maybe toward the end where like oh, oh, uh, yeah. the love interest oh, yeah. is like dead or something, and that's when she like on and beyond like the Bahamut thing summons Phoenix. Yeah. Ooh. Like yeah. Man, your summons have the. Uh, the craziest plot uh, convenience. <laughs> like, shut up! <laughs> that isn't the time for snark. <laughs> Although I think I think having the climactic moment with Bahamut there would be the uh, the clincher. Yeah. Uh, and the question is whether or not like the big bad is just herself in the end, or is there going to be like some extra force that we have to deal with, like. I uh, know the big bad, like fucking Necron. <laughs> well, because like we established that like the. Uh, rival's family is dealing with like time manipulation magic like maybe the arbiter of time or whatever that is like hey you guys are doing something fucky with the timeline here uh i'm just gonna destroy the universe and start over again because everything's unraveling you, you made a tangle i hate i'm just gonna have to cut it out Ooh, <laughs> oh it has like a big scissors thing going on for it <laughs> mm. Yeah. There we go. Because since when has Final Fantasy believed in being subtle? Because, I mean, you could have uh, her own depression monster being kind of like the three quarters of the way through the game fake out final boss. And then, like, the game keeps on going and us, the player, are like, wait, what? What? Shit, I got taken in by another Final Fantasy trope. Ah. And then you go to the final dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Ultimus's castle. <laughs> and then the final boss is like, this is, isn't even my final form. <laughs> and then you fight Safer Sephiroth. Yeah. Mainly because we want to have our main characters basically overcoming life's hardships together. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. With their friends. Because we also want to have the power of friendship help, uh, help out, uh, helping out, uh, all this stuff too. That is the true tropes of Final Fantasy. Oh, they have hey, the we power could- of friendship and anime on their side. Huzzah. Man, guys, we've been talking about this for a while now, and we haven't even touched on, like, other characters, which, ah, they'd have all their own little side plots. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, That's true. The, okay, need a drunken ex-knight character. (laughs) You need the dedicated healer. Yep. That's true. Uh, Uh, Who may be, I feel, somebody's childhood best friend. Uh, you need, and you need the, the, uh, the, the arsonist, I mean, in, uh, Black Mage. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> like, so we're, so we're on, on this, we're on the, the set, uh, 
the job system um, systems. I mean, we have our summoner main character, which is kind of a, again, Final Fantasy trope there, because summoning is pretty darn special. Yeah. And is the main character in Love is Interest the only ones who, who start out as one class and then and uh, wind up in another? Hmm. I have to sit on that. Because, like, cause like I, I imagine, like, like our, our main character, like, goes from engineer to summoner. Our rival our house uh, romantic interest character goes, like, from, like, fighter to, I don't know, temporal knight or something fun like that. <laughs> uh, oh, I just had a thought. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, not super about this, uh, but instead of a ledger that they steal in the beginning, it's a basically a spell book um, that has the time magic in it. Oh, and oh, which he has never seen before, so he does not know how to do it at that point. And that's how they escape: is he takes out the book and goes, ah! uh, "Shit, shit, 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 shit!" Uh, this one, blah 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 blah. But it also has the flashback spell. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was thinking it gets stolen back at some point, and part of it is trying to get it back again, because it clearly has more secrets. And that's clearly another dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Just to add, you know, some MacGuffins. Of course. Some plot coupons. I mean, the initial plot coupons are just, get the hell out of Dodge, and then, <laughs> we gotta earn money now. Money? Oh. <laughs> I'm just saying... Uh, if this is four discs worth of story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we gotta fill that somehow. <laughs> Aw, and they kinda keep on rescuing each other. Yeah. It'd be sweet. It's a partnership. I'm just imagining that, like, Temporal Knight is, like, afraid of snakes or something. Just something, you know, relatively banal, but, like, she's just like, oh, yeah, they're little Slither Boys. I mean, I think he's afraid of chocobos. Oh. <laughs> It's like, how can you be afraid of this? They're larger than me. Its talons could clearly eviscerate me if it wanted to. It screams when it goes quet. <laughs> that beak it can put a hole in two-inch steel. Have you seen them dig? Have you seen them dig? And it turns out, like, a lot of it is just stemming from, like, a childhood chocobo riding injury. <laughs> Oh yeah, he like he fell off the saddle, and that's it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like I uh, broke it. Oh man, broken arm. It hurt. <laughs> <laughs> we we really have. Oh. We literally have spells of of no more broken arm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you didn't see the look in its eyes. It did it on purpose. <laughs> it wait. Do do tropicals have forward facing eyes or or side facing eyes? <laughs> A good question. Excuse me while I look up a picture of a Pachokaba. Because uh, that determines a lot of things. <laughs> but like, nothing for the story here. Well, I, well it's an avian and most birds have a forward-facing eyes. I, I feel like those eyes are forward-facing. Oh. Man. For just talking about two characters, it feels like we talked a lot. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you're talking about Final Fantasy VIII, don't you just talk about Squall and Renoa? It's true. I mean, you also talk about Selfie and Trains. Well, well, here's the thing. <sighs> a lot of the other characters and the interactions they're in do tend to reflect aspects of the main character's relationships. Right? True. Mm. So, like, you know, uh, you could have, like, some rivalries playing out there. I don't know. The uh, the Black Mage's, like, pyromaniac tendencies, I mean, that could play into how our main character has, like, a little bit of that desire to blow shit up, too. Yeah. Like, they both get along strangely well when it comes to, like, planning out how to, like, destroy, like, some section of wall to help out this one town or something. It's like... Yeah. I am seeing a new side of, uh, of Anna here. Huh. <laughs> Is she okay? <laughs> Come on. Don't you just want to go apeshit? Aw, <laughs> uh, like, the various summons learned along the way, like, ah, uh, yeah, as you said, they, they're tied to, like, emotional things, but, like, the various side characters draw out those emotions. The black maid. <gasps> I mean, the black maid, yeah. draw, the black maid draws out Ifrit. Of course. Uh, 
Yeah, the true lesson of Final Fantasy is the summons we learn along the way. It's, that could be our working subtitle, the summons we learn along the way. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to play a title game with this because it's just Final Fantasy number. That's true. <laughs> so, in fact, we have to... So, actually, that segs into... Uh, oh, like, that could I, actually... Oh, oh, this one last thought. Yeah, that yeah, could yeah. kind of tie into our romantic interests, uh, insecurities, cause like all these other like side characters that as they all become friends and all that, their aspects of their personality and uh, all that help draw out like these summons from, uh, uh, Anna here that I'm just again saying out loud here. And like, like they're feeling a little insecure cause like, wait, no summon came out like when, when I was doing stuff. Am I not a true friend? Aww. Do you not actually like me? Oh, And that can help feed into the depression monster. Woo! Because, I mean, Bahama is the final result there, obviously. But, like, we got to get to the depression monster somehow. <laughs> yeah. Well, depression also doesn't have a reason. That's true. Hmm. Uh, actually, I want, to, I want the phoenix to be him and the, the uh, Bahamut to be, like, her self-actualized. Yeah, her self-actualized. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Carbuncle is Sid. Yeah. Oh, both that I can be. Okay. I'm just picturing, like, the reason why he needs, like, a revive or something is, like, you know, just imagine, like, just, like, this burning miasma of like the the monstrous form around her and he's just like going up and just doing like the hug oh dark veiny weather <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and, and clearly like oh this is painful but you know what you gotta you gotta reach out yeah i love scary veiny willow i love crayon breaky willow no oh. All right. Anything else about uh this weird final fantasy game that we uh we had lightly established here, although we could probably talk for hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I feel like we're good. Al? Yeah. I've got nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what game do you think we, we should go with here? Because it's so, we can't use 12th Night or As You Like It because we've all, it's already got a, a name. Final Fantasy some name. Final Fantasy 16, come on, hit us up, Square, you cowards. <laughs> uh, 16, uh, no, 16 already got uh, announced, dude. Final Fantasy 17, then, come on, Square, you cowards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, how did, did we ever actually determine how crystals work out in, in, into all of this? Ah, they will, you know. It's part of the time magic, don't question it. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, I like that. Oh, it turns out. Well, that's the thing. That's where the, the, the time arbiter comes in is something, something crystal time magic. Hmm. I, I want actually the, uh, time arbiter and the, the, and Omega. Uh, that's why I'm calling, uh, the depression summon and to uh-huh. be, uh, to be kind of, kind of both same, like a same aspect thing. And, uh, but like that's something that needs working on, but. But let's now look to the games. All right. So um, let's do a game before we ramble on all evening about uh, this Final Fantasy game that doesn't exist. Uh, How about should and should it should. You're right, Pippin. Uh, I'm always right. So I propose we do the evil overlord was here, which is doing an on the fly plot change or edition based on a random trope. So for instance, I am doing TV tropes and I hit the random button and I got bar brawl. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, nice. Cause as I just thought about it here, you know, our uh, main character, Anna here, she's been growing up in like the rough and tumble, uh, uh, lower city and all that. Uh, away from the high crust society of which she was born to, but she doesn't know that yet. And over the course of their first like meet cute adventure, they're like at a bar and just like a bar brawl breaks out and she is just like, yeah, just boom. 
No, 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 or, no, no, or it's no, how no, you no. meet. Oh, oh, That's oh, how oh. they meet. They meet um, in our brawl. Like, uh, no, 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 not the main characters. No, no, no. They meet one of the, their new party members in the bar brawl. I like that. At, no, but it has to be initiated by by, uh, by the drunken knight. Like, no, no, it's it gets ended by uh, the drunken knight. It gets initiated by by. Uh, by uh by our temporal swordsman yeah because accidental because he, he steps on someone's shoe he he makes a comment about oh, oh how dirty this place is as he looks at someone funny really he does all the things <laughs> so tell me why did you after stepping on on the on that man's foot decide to then look down your nose at him and say and comment about his lack of his lack of hygiene. <laughs> well, for one, he's shorter than me, but he also was holding an axe. <laughs> <laughs> and also, he clearly had not bathed before coming to this establishment. And I was told when you go and and join company for dinner, you must always be presentable. He's presentable. And he was presentable for that bar. <laughs> no, uh. He brought his best axe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he was wearing his finest layer of grime. Uh, <laughs> no, and also the drunken, and I, if, uh, if a love interest is going to be a temporal knight, uh, the drunken knight is a drunken dragoon. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh. And, and, Basically, they, they meet a fighter type in the bar. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, we don't even recruit that character yet at that point in the story. It's just like, yeah, they're there. <laughs> they're, at that point, an NPC who doesn't have a labeled name. So you're like, I'll see you again later. <laughs> One of those characters. Yeah. Like his, his, uh, his, uh, what, what's the thing, be- the character's name before their line in the subtitles called? I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the word. Yeah, uh, that uh, is just listed as drunkard. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, yeah, that, yeah, their name, yeah. And also, but he also has like a bit more detail than every other character in it's the like, bar. You're suspiciously well detailed there, and I saw your extra belt, sir. Like, and I see <laughs> the fact that you have feathers in your her design. <laughs> And there's, like, a staff leaning against the wall, but, like, if you look at it closer, there's actually, like, a harpoon head on top. Ah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. And, and, and the drunken uh, dragoon there is the one that helps them escape the city. That's all I'm going to do there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I also did TV tropes because I already had it open. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, because of reasons. And what I have is first name basis. Okay. Uh, And it's... It's a trope about the son switch from referring to each other, uh, by the last name to the first name. Uh, and well, admittedly, this might be a bit difficult because in Final Fantasy games, everyone tends to only have one, one name. Uh, or you get to choose the first name, uh, and the last name is, is sad. Not, uh-huh. well, um, not, not in most, uh, mainline games and games these days. Well, what do I know? The point is, the main characters spend most of the time referring to each other by their last names. Uh, you know, because of reasons. But well, it, he's formal, so he always refers to her as Miss Sid. Uh, <laughs> Miss Sid, that's name. Uh, and she did it sarcastically back, and then it became a thing. I like that. Uh, but at the end, when she revives him, she calls him by his first name. Aww. Renford. My friends call me Renny. No, I'm never gonna call you Renny. I'm not! <laughs> <laughs> and I just think it'd be a nice character emotional moment because I will admit I am a sucker for this trope. Uh, That's all I have, Dad. And my trope that I got is Hollywood hacking. What's that? What's that one? Uh, well, in movie hacking, uh, it's usually someone doing click and clack at a, a keyboard or with his multiple oh, uh like just typing code on on screen with multiple old loading bars happening, and whereas in real life hacking, it, it's just I have an 
of a USB stick with a code injector. Oh, yeah. Can't stop the signal, Mal. I mean, we did say this this was a science fiction it's true. Uh, setting. Um, and I feel like in our discussion, we still, because of who we are as people, uh, lean more towards the fantasy in our descriptions. Uh, but one of the... Uh, uh, party members is a... Party members is a... Uh, yeah, is a tech is, is a hacker and some and like a technomancer somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and when he does his techno spells, uh, the animation is bringing up some hollow screens, <laughs> and and you see him hacking hmm. or something. I don't know. He eventually class changes to Blue Mage, <laughs> adoptive sister, because mm. we didn't establish if she was like raised as an only child by Sid. Maybe he had a family. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> my second clue. I'm older than hacker, and, uh, and yet she's the one. Uh, uh, and in all, all the all the uh, childhood photos, we just didn't have a camera when you were growing up. Then we got a camera. I mean, again, I don't think it's a secret that she's adopted. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, the- I, 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 I just find that trope of music thing sometimes. <laughs> I also want to uh, state that is also a very loving uh, adoptive family. Oh yeah, because I I don't like the trope of like mean adoptive families. Like because they're adopted, they're not a real family. No, they're come on. Yeah, you can have love even if it's not a blood family. Come on, you yeah. guys. Oh, uh, and and she actually feels a little hurt that uh, that Anna here ran away from the city like pretty much unannounced. It's like you, I was being you, hunted down. You left without it was me for your safety. Hmm. Like, what about Dad? Oops, he, he's fine. And he said he he had he had, to, had something. He had to go do something and went off in, in the direction of, of the hidden airship Epsila, uh, the, the secret agent. And airships, Isla. Uh, oh my or god! Something. <laughs> Are we given a sweet sixteen present of an airship? <laughs> yes. yes. Oh man. Yes. Like, I wanted to get you a car, but I went with the next best thing. <laughs> What's the a tune of a the France one airship? That's that's my fancy one. Aw, and then you get your adoptive dad piloting the airship. So when you have like the pause menu, you're not pause menu, but like when you have like scene breaks on the airship, you just go up and talk to your dad. Yeah, it's like, hey there, kiddo, how you doing? I like it. He can comment on the monsters that you've just recently slain. It's like. Ah, you killed your first Marlboro. Wow. <laughs> I hope you uh, held your breath on that one. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, you're going to need a shower after that one. <laughs> or, or some other random phrase. <laughs> yes. We we can work on dad jokes. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we need more dads, like good dads in fiction. Oh, yeah. All right. Is that everybody? I think that's everybody. All right. Ikea. All right. Uh, before we go, um, I guess we can go over some plugs. Uh, as usual, I'm still doing, uh, online shows for the arcade comedy theater. Uh, you can check that out on their YouTube page or their website. Uh, I usually have a show every third Saturday. Uh, Cat has her Patreon with the thing. Check the show notes. Mag- magazine of things. Small <laughs> something. I'm so sorry, Cat. I'm a good sister. <laughs> She's gonna yell at me so bad. Al has. Al, you, you have your 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 story you're working on, right? Yeah, Al. If you have your story you're working on. Well, don't turn this back on me. How's my fop doing? <laughs> He's foppish. Yeah, he is. How's your uh, story your editor is wanting, Pippin? I don't want to talk about it. Pip, Pip, the fop, wears an ascot. Yeah, he does. (laughs) All right. And 
As always, if you have an idea or a prompt to submit, head on over to nostoryasacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at NoStoryIsSacred, or send an email through contact at NoStoryIsSacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex McDonald, Brennan McDonald, and Pippin McDonald. And Kat is off somewhere in a crystal in the ether. Who knows? <laughs> and other references she won't get. Exactly. Uh, editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at NoStoryIsSacred.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. And please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash no story is sacred. See you next time when we talk about The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. For, for real this time. We have listeners, maybe listeners, we, we, we have this, this tendency to say we're going to do an episode. And then do a completely different episode. But please, just go with it. You gotta roll Listen, with it. Listen, it's just us keeping you on your toes. It makes life exciting. And until then, we're no story is sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Brendan. I'm Pippin. And I'm Alex. And we're No, no Story is Sacred. sacred.